Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Love you. Not today, Bubba. Gordy, Gordy, can I bother you for a second? Hey folks, Big Game Bob here. Before we get the show started, let me remind you, please, don't try and be a hero at your local barbecue. Keep it easy, stick to technology, what got us here with meter. Protect your meat today with meter, the world's first truly wireless leave-in meat thermometer with a water-resistant stainless steel design, designed with internal and external temperature sensors to ensure perfectly prepared meat for any meal. Don't mess with another man's meat, folks. Okay? If you want to be the barbecue guy, sure, be that guy. Take on the grill, but do it with the meter. You can get the meter today at meter.com. Protect your meat like Big Bob does. Stick this baby in the steak and be prepared for greatness. Not overcooked, not undercooked. Perfectly medium rare the way steak should be if you got the meter stick. Enjoy your next barbecue today. Hi, folks. Coming to you Live here, this is episode 72 of the Brilliantly Dumb Show. I'm Big Game Bob on your local airwaves. However you're listening, why ever you're listening, we're just happy you are indeed listening and sticking it out through the end of the month. We got to make the most of this, folks. The pride and joy of this podcast, the anchor to this podcast, the pioneer. You're looking at Grace Ibrahim behind the glass on the ones and twos coming to you hot here on your local airwaves. Folks, for those of you watching on the YouTube right now, you might say, oh, that's a different background you got there, Bob. Indeed, it is. We are potting today from Cousin Scotty Franchise's house. That's my cousin out here. Uh, he's a big fish fan. We just moved them in. Uh, huge fish fan. It's like I've just been moving in fucking memor- fish memorabilia all day. I don't know about this fish. It's a band. They Apparently, they just jam. It's like a fucking cult, these guys. They go to over 100 shows. They just... The fish thing, it's kind of like the Grateful Dead thing. And I'm this sitting in his living room right now. I feel like I'm tripping on acid. It's just... It's constant, you know? And these fish fans, it's like they got their own language. Go out with somebody, okay, who's a fish fan. Watch him meet another fish fan. You will be left out of that conversation for the next hour. They just, they really do. They have their own language. They speak their own. It's really a bizarre type of cult they got here. But yeah, I feel like I'm in a fucking fun house right now. You got to see the different paintings. And, you know, you go to one of these concerts, you fucking trip acid and you just have a good time. Seems like a good time. He took my dad there. I, I have no idea how that turned out. They don't speak about it, and I would love to know, but it's probably best that they don't speak about that just to think my dad going to his first fish concert at Madison Square Garden. Imagine Larry David going to a fish concert. That's what you had there with that one. Let's head right on over into our sports bit here, Grace. Um, th- th- this one wrote itself. I mean, it really did. I'm looking it up right now. This is the Washington Redskins have done it again. We talked about a couple episodes ago how the Washington Redskins are now expected to change their name. It had a racist background to it, and it was just time for them to make a name change. What I said was that I think Dan Snyder, who's the owner of the Washington Redskins, should take advantage of this. They've been a shitty, miserable franchise for as long as I can remember. They should use every single excuse they now have to change the name, start over, 
clean the slate, start fresh. That's what the Redskins should be doing, no doubt about it. I think it's an absolute no-brainer. Now, a couple names that got thrown out there was the Washington Gladiators, the Washington Warriors, I heard, the Washington Knights. Some pretty good names. Couple names that that I really like here that you could really get behind. You have a chance to totally rebrand and change the face of your franchise. Don't fuck this up. But what do the Washington Redskins do in typical Washington Redskins fashion? This is what we get from ESPN.com that I wake up to today. Washington NFL team to use Washington football team for 2020 season. That is what the Redskins decide to rebrand as. They just said, fuck it. Name it the Washington football team. Effective immediately. This is from Adam Schefter. Of course it is because Adam Schefter doesn't, doesn't sleep. This guy just pumps out blogs for ESPN. He's on your TV all the time. Please, let the Adam Schefters of the world, the Mel Kuypers of the world, sleep for once, ESPN. But here's Schefter at 9.20 in the morning. Effective immediately, Washington will call itself the Washington football team pending the adoption of a new name. The team will continue the process of retiring the former name and hopes to be entirely rid of it on physical and digital spaces in the next 50 days by the September 13 regular season opener against the Philadelphia Eagles. That's what Dan Snyder... It's like Snyder said, you know what? I'm sick and tired of this. I'm tired of trying to think of a name. Just call it the Washington football team. So that's what the great people Washington, D.C. now have to get behind. The Washington Washington football team. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It's like the New York Yankees deciding to call themselves that team from New York. Oh yeah, I really hope that team from New York wins today. Are you talking about the Mets? No, that other team from New York. Could you imagine if other franchises pulled this shit? The kind of hell that would break loose from them. Only the Washington Redskins could get could get away with this. That's unbelievable. It's like the Redskins really said, how can we fuck up this franchise even more? How could we make it even more boring than it already is? We have no running back. We have no quarterback. No offensive line. Nobody to put fans in the seats. Let's just make it even worse. Let's make this franchise even more boring and just call it the Washington football team. Could you imagine if McDonald's changed their name to that place that sells hamburgers? That's kind of the vibes. That's kind of the vibes I'm getting from here. You know, let's 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 go to a place that sells hamburgers. Imagine that. The lack of leadership these guys have is just fascinating. It's like International House of Pancakes, IHOP, changing to International House of That Place That Sells Pancakes. You know, what a dull, dull team. You talk about setting your team up to go 2-14. and 14. The Washington football team. I can't get enough. They could not have fucked this up anymore. Do you expect anything less out of the Washington football now, not the Washington Redskins, the Washington football team. Folks, there's some things you just can't script. This you definitely can't. Dan Snyder, 
you never cease to amaze me. Good luck to the Washington football team and the great people of Washington, D.C. Anywho, moving on. I tell you, Grace, you know what I was thinking about the other day? Brace yourself, folks. I know everybody on the show right now goes, okay, here he goes. Here he goes. But me and my buddy are driving down this Chinese joint the other day. We're driving right by it. And they're doing a $3.99 chow mein combination platter. And you're thinking to yourself, how the hell is this Chinese place selling a $3.99 combination platter? If they're going to make any profit on it, can you imagine the quality of chicken they are buying, the noodles that they are buying to make a profit on $3.99? And you wonder to yourself, how the hell do these guys stay in business? We're so nosy. Every place, we want to know how they're doing business-wise. How do they do? How's that place over there? Do they do good business? It's none of our business. But you wonder to yourself, and the first thing my friend says is what we all think. They must be mob-affiliated. There must be something going on behind closed doors because we've never seen somebody go in the Chinese restaurant for a combination platter. We've never seen somebody go out. Everybody's got their place in their town, a couple places. You see, it's been there for so long, you never see anybody go in. You never see anybody go out. You just don't understand that. Yet, Grace... In just about every single mall in America that we go to, every single one, day in, day out, I guarantee you there's a store in there called Brookstone. And I would like to know, how in the hell does Brookstone stay in business? For those of you who don't know Brookstone, you probably have never been to a mall before. They got beanbag chairs, massage chairs, some of the most cool shit. Everybody loves going into Brookstone. I do too. But have you ever seen somebody actually buy something from Brookstone? They got air humidifiers, just just all types of cool shit that you want to buy even though there's no reason you should buy it. And most likely you don't because nobody ever actually buys something from Brookstone. It's kind of like a museum except you can touch. You've never bought something from Brookstone the same way you've never bought something from a museum. You don't just walk out of a museum with a leg from a T-Rex and bring that home. Oh, hey guys, I uh, saw this T-Rex over at the museum. I decided to take its leg. I bought it for a cheap price of $1,000. So let's find somewhere to stick this T-Rex leg. He was around in 1810. It's very fascinating. It's going to be worth a lot someday, that leg, let me tell you. Kids, you take care of that T-Rex leg right there. You've never done it. You've never walked out with it. It's the most ridiculous thing of all time. Brookstone is pretty much like a sample store. It's just to view. It's pretty much a store that says, hey, come on in, take a look. We have these items, but go ahead and actually buy it on Amazon for one-eighth of what we're actually selling it here because we actually don't plan for you to walk out with something from the store here. It's like one of these Tesla stores in the mall. You walk into a mall, you could go to a Tesla store. You're not going to drive out of Concourse D of the mall in a Tesla. It's just not going to happen. You could sample the product, sit in the Tesla a little bit, get to know it, decide if you then want to go to an actual Tesla dealership and buy. But how Brookstone is in business, I simply just don't understand. I don't get it. 
and you ever see the people in these Brookstone stores? It's kind of disgusting, but you go in anyway. People go in, they sit on these massage chairs and just have the time of their life. They go to the food court, bring over a strawberry banana smoothie and go sit in this chair for 10 minutes. They're just shaking, enjoying themselves. There's strawberry juice going all over the place while they get massaged. And then you got to go up next. And it's just kind of like a known thing. It's just common courtesy at a Brookstone. You give that person no more than a 10-minute slot. You're on the chair, massage chair for 10 minutes, you get off. Some Brookstones, you can actually make an appointment to sit in the massage chair if you'd like a little bit more time than the standard 10 minutes, which is the most ridiculous thing of all time. Phil's got the 5.30 slot on the Brookstone massage chair. Ann's got the 6 o'clock slot. And then Dennis has the 6.15 slot, depending on how long Ann uses her 6 o'clock slot for. People go to the food court, they get an Annie Ann's pretzel, a bag of Funyuns, and go sit in the massage chair. There's just Funyun gibberish all over the chair. Annie Ann's cinnamon shit all over the chair. Yeah, you go in and just start shaking away, having the time of your life. One of the most ridiculous things of all time. You've never actually seen somebody walk out with the recliners. It's just not going to happen. It's just not. Have you ever seen somebody buy one of these fruit, fruit humidifiers from Brookstone? It apparently just does like a passion fruit smell into your home. So all throughout your home, it just smells like fruit. So if you go into your bed to sleep that night, you're just sucking in strawberries and bananas all fucking night. Don't you get a little sick of that? Has anybody actually bought that thing? You walk in, you would think somebody's playing a game of Fruit Ninja. They got the most ridiculous yet fascinating products of all time. Have you seen the beanbag chairs they have at Brookstone? Go stand by it. Go stand by a Brookstone, Grace. Let me know if anybody walks out with a 40 by 60 beanbag chair. They call it an oversized beanbag, except when Brookstone says oversized, they mean oversized to the sense that you might not even be able to get this fucking thing through your door and into your living room. Have you ever visited somebody's home that bought a Brookstone beanbag chair? It's just the size of their entire apartment. You're trying just to stand up straight to walk to the kitchen. Yeah, it's a very nice place you have, John, here. I'm just kind of falling on this beanbag chair. There's little beans just flying throughout the living room after like a year. Pretty much just turns into like a foam pit at one point. I mean, it's just the most ridiculous thing of all time. Grace, can we buy stock in Brookstone? Coronavirus ain't putting this thing away. I don't know what will. They just keep running. They've been doing it for years. Hats off to them. They are here to stay. Brookstone's here to stay. Bob's here to keep this show moving on. 
Folks, stay right with us here. We just interrupt the Burnley Dumb Show to let you know that we are presented by Manscaped. Fellas, get that summer bond ready to rock and roll. The beaches are open, the sun is shining, and the bushes must be tamed. Manscaped is here to ensure your post-quarantine body is ready for the wild. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game. Folks, starting now, get 20% off and free shipping using promo code BROBIBLE at manscaped.com. B-R-O-B-I-B-L-E. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping using promo code BROBIBLE at manscaped.com. Folks, protect the nuts, protect the chest, protect your ball sack today with manscaped i tell you grace I, I i love going to places that i know i have absolutely no business being at you know like sometimes me and joey cold cuts go to one of these beverly hills restaurants we get invited to or something and everybody in the room is somebody you just don't know what they do and i look over at these people and i know they're wondering what the hell i do and little do they know not a whole lot And I kind of enjoy that feeling of just being at a place that I have no business being at. With that being said, one of our followers who is a fan of the show DM'd me and asked me if I could come play at his country club. I won't name the name, but I can tell you this. It's the nicest country club probably in Los Angeles. It is the most pristine golf course I have ever been on in my life. And I've been on some pretty good ones. I really have. You go in there, I mean, it's just you got to see the size of the gate to get in. It's like they're ready for war, like medieval times type shit, the size of this gate. The houses on this country club it's not even like their mansions, their castles. That's really the only way I could describe it. Wayne Gretzky has a castle on top of the hill, and you're going by, and you're just blown away by these houses, by the course. It was absolutely just top-notch immaculate. And I said to the guy, you got to check in. You got to give them the tea time. They take your ID. They scan the shit of this. They take a picture of your license plate. I said to the guy as I'm driving into this course that I have no business being on. I said, sir, if I may, can I ask you, have you ever had a Honda CRV that I'm in pull into here? Which was a perfect time for the guy to laugh and make me feel good about myself and tell me, no, they come in all the time. Instead, he takes a deep breath, cocks back, and says, well, sir, I've only been here for four years, but I've seen one or two come in. Oh, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. That really makes me feel good. I gave you a fucking alley-oop for a quick little joke to make me feel good, and you couldn't take it. Instead, you Dikembe matumboed it and blocked it into the fourth row of the stadium. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. Question, am I the one CRV you've seen or am I the two? What CRV is this? Big difference. And I hope that other guy in the CRV played one hell of a round and is doing okay for himself right now. And then I just carried on my way, and that was the way that I started my golf round. You go to the driving range. There's celebrities around you. It's just top-notch. I've never in my life had a caddy. I had a caddy. It was just an, a, a bizarre, incredible experience that I could not have been enjoying more. I mean, I was having a ball. The caddy said to me at the end of the 18, Reese the caddy, you'll see him on the vlog on YouTube, which is just a spectacular vlog that I'm pumped to give you guys because it was 
the banter between me and a caddy is just unlike anything. It it was hysterical. It, it was truly hysterical and such a great time. He said to me by the end of the 18 that it was the most enjoyable time he's ever had on the golf course. I don't know if he just says that to anybody or because I gave him four cocktails throughout the round, but he was have we were having a blast. Okay, now you gotta be very cautious at these place about pace of play. It's a very big thing. You don't want somebody waiting behind you, especially at this course. I'm here as a guest. You want to play fast, and your goal is just don't piss anybody off, okay? We're on the sixth hole. Now, from the sixth hole, you could see the third hole's fairway from right across the water. I look over across the water, and the caddy lets me know that's Caitlyn Jenner playing there on the third hole. Now, that's a sight right there. Okay, not going to get controversial here, but you look over, you see Caitlyn Jenner, she's in a skirt, and just absolutely grooving balls off the fairway. Her her swing was one of the nicest swings I've seen that day. Really was slow, the backsling was slow, just powered through the ball, and these things were flying off the greens. And I'm watching Caitlyn, and she's playing from the red tees, which are the woman tees, and she is pounding balls through the fairway to the point where she's got about 50 yards left for an eagle on just about every hole. If she played from the men's tees, she would dominate the men's tees too. You got to remember, this is a gold medalist we're talking about here with one incredible, incredible golf swing. But I'm watching Jenner and she's playing from these red tees and she's moving fast. I mean, just powering right through this course. So the whole time I'm playing, I'm looking behind my shoulder to see how far Caitlyn Jenner's coming, and my goodness, was she tracking us down. I did not want her to catch up to us because if she caught up to us, the ideal way that you do it, the courtesy way to do it, if somebody's playing faster than you, you let them play through and you take the tee shots with that person. So you go up, you take a driver, you let's say, hey, do you want to play through? They play through, you go, you take the driver, and you hit it with them, and then they go carry on and go on in front of you. My problem with Caitlin catching up to us was I don't hit the ball very far with the driver because I have a slice that I'm trying to get rid of, and no matter what time you slice the ball, it's always going to travel less. So I want to get rid of that slice. I don't hit it as far as I would like to. Meanwhile, Jenner's tearing this course up from the ladies' tee. So I'm thinking to myself, if Jenner catches up to us, I got to go up to the tee box with her, and I'm going to watch her hit a driver about 200 yards further than me. A, she's playing from the women's tees, which is about, I don't know, 50 to 100 yards up. B, she is pummeling balls right now and on a tear. So the whole time I'm thinking, holy shit, here comes Jenner, here comes Jenner. Here, It would be like going on to the Belmont Stakes, going to the Kentucky Derby, how about? Okay, and you got the lead. The only problem is the person behind you only has half a track to work with. Eventually, the person behind you is going to catch you because they're only doing half the track, which is kind of what you get from the ladies' tees, especially when you're hitting the ball the way Jenner was hitting the ball. It's like Seabiscuit working with half a track. You're in for a problem. They're going to catch up to you. So I was worried the entire time she didn't catch up to us. I think she just stopped after nine holes, thank God. 
But what an immaculate, immaculate place. But never in my life did I think I would have to worry about Caitlyn Jenner catching up to me on a prestigious golf course, again, that I have no business being on. We get off the course. I'm with the member. He's a young guy that I'm with. We had an absolute ball. We're walking off. Guy pulls up in a Lamborghini. The guy I'm with was a big car guy, so he goes to compliment the guy on the Lamborghini. Now, this kind of upset me because I think the guy sees me walking to my CRV. And we're chatting the guy up, having a good time. He's clearly a little full of himself. He's got one of those Rolexes, the obnoxious Rolexes. I've talked about this before on the show. It's one thing to wear a watch, and then there's also a fuck you watch. That's what this guy had. The I have a lot of money, fuck you watch. You get it all bedazzled and all. That's what this guy had coming out of the Lamborghini. And hats off to him. So, But he said something that pissed me off. He said, hey, you guys just keep working hard. You'll get to have this one day. How do you know, sir, that I want a Lamborghini? How could you be so sure? Because to be quite frank with you, I'm not a big car guy. I'm really not. I'm a type of guy, just get me from A to B. That's all I want to do. A to B. That's all. In fact, if it was up to me and I had that money, I wouldn't drive. Why drive when you don't have to? You could sit in the backseat. You don't got to worry about pedestrians. You don't got to worry about blinkers, lights. You don't got to worry about all of that. I don't want to go through those troubles, to be quite frank with you. And also, when you have a Lamborghini, you got the spotlight on you at all times. People are critiquing the way that you drive. You come up, you pull up the valet, you better not be the asshole that hits the curb with the Lamborghini. There's a lot of pressures that you have on you. Could you imagine trying to get into a fucking Lamborghini every single day? Maybe you're having a bad day. And go have a couple drinks at the bar, but you don't want to push it too much because you know you're driving. And you got to try and find your way back into this fucking spaceship. You think I, I want my door going directly horizontal up into the air every single time. You got to reach all the way up and try and grab that thing to pull it the fuck down. There's people taking pictures of your car. You can't even go to get a sandwich without somebody asking if they could get a couple pictures in front of your car. You think I want that trouble, sir? You, you boys just keep working hard. You'll have this. I don't want that, sir. Give me an Audi. I'll be fine. An Audi's a perfect car. Nobody questions it. An Audi says, yes, I'm doing very well with my life, but you're not going to stop and ask me for a picture. You're not going to ask who I am. You're not going to try and get a picture in front of the car. I love taking pictures with people. No doubt about it. I'll do it all the time. But if I'm getting from A to B. They don't even want to take a picture with you. They just want to take it in front of your car. So be it. An Audi, you never have to worry about that. And Audi says, yes, I am doing well with my life. And you fly right on under the radar. That thing gets you from A to B. Give me a BMW and I'm happy. I don't need all of this luxurious stuff when it comes to vehicles. You know? Imagine Batman goes out and has a couple drinks at the bar, comes out wasted, tries to get in this car. You got to get back into the fucking Batmobile while you got a couple Moscow mules in you. Imagine Batman's just been ripping Jack and Cokes all night at the bar. He tries to go play it off normal, and he's got to try and get into to the Batmobile, to one of these Lamborghinis. Good luck with that. I mean, how do you see out of the peripherals out of this thing? It's pretty much like a box on wheels. 
It's one of the more bizarre things. Don't be so quick to judge and say that I want the Lamborghini. To be quite frank, this CRV, sir, is phenomenal on mileage. What do you get per gallon? Probably not a whole lot. What happens when you go to the gas station? You got to fill up at the diesel tank. There's already somebody there at the diesel tank, one of these big trucks that take 25 minutes to fill up. Your A to B process is not nearly as simple as mine is. Just something to think about. Food for thought. Phenomenal time at the golf course. As for Reese the caddy, I'm telling you, keep an eye out on the vlog. It was one hell of a time. Really was. Just an absolute ball. And my goodness, can Caitlyn Jenner hit a golf ball. Anywho, moving on. Well, Grace Ibrahim, call me crazy, maybe so. We only have a few more of these. We got to make the most of them here as the month comes to an end. Grace Ibrahim sets sail back to Jordan. Don't you worry, folks. We will indeed get the young lady back on the Braille Dump Show behind the glass. But in the meantime, with that being said, it is indeed that time for everybody's favorite segment. Grace, can we ask you for a little bit of a drum roll, please? It's the Ass Bob segment week by week, Tuesday after Friday, Tuesday after Friday, Tuesday after Friday. I tell you, fine folks, file on in the DMs, submit your questions to be asked for the Ass Bob segment. Doing so, folks, this was a no-brainer here from Jerry Ellis. A lot of times with the Ass Bob segment... We take a few in, look at this one, then we, we combine them all and see which one we want to do. This was a no-brainer. Came in last week. I said, book it, Grace. Staten Island, New York, Jerry Ellis. Hey, Bob, Jerry here. Been a long-time listener of the show. Your accent and vibes immediately scream New York to me, which keeps me coming back. As a guy raised in the Jersey area yourself, I was wondering who you would consider your favorite New York icons of all time. Phenomenal question coming out of Mr. Ellis here that I'm just hyped to answer. I never thought about this, and it, it, it's an interesting question because uh, everybody's got their favorite top five people you know, who represent their city. To me, going top five from five to one, let's do this dance, Grace Ibrahim, shall we? Representing New York. Number five, I'm going Spike Lee. Look, guys, anybody with season tickets at Madison Square Garden on the court is somewhat of an icon, of an icon. That is Spike Lee himself. When you think New York, when you think New York Nick basketball, Spike Lee is the first face you think of if it's not Patrick Ewing. Not a Knicks fan myself. I'm a Brooklyn Nets guy, born and raised. However, I respect the living hell out of Spike Lee represents the city well I will take Spike Lee at five number four the great Billy Joel far and away my favorite artist of all time not even close Billy Joel pretty much decided after he did his tour and he got a little he just said fuck it I'm gonna stay in the great state of New York I'm gonna stay in New York City and I'm gonna sell out Madison Square Garden Every day of the week for the next 10 years. This guy is selling out Madison Square Garden like you would not believe. Constantly, it just doesn't stop. Billy's just still going. Even with coronavirus, they don't even let people in the garden right now into stadiums. I bet Billy Joel is playing Piano Man 
or New York mind, New York state of mind as we speak. One of the great New Yorkers of all time. I give Billy Joel the four slot. No issues with that. Number three. Hard to say that somebody put New York on the map without sounding ridiculous, but that man is Jay-Z. Jay-Z put New York on the map in my eyes. A lot of times you think New York, you think that Yankees cap that Jay-Z rocks constantly. I would go to war with Jay-Z. That's my guy. He doesn't know it, but that is my guy. Jay-Z, no doubt about it. You talk about a good guy to have lead the charge for your city. I'll take Jay-Z any day of the week. I got Jay-Z in the three slot, two slot. Jerry Seinfeld, gotta be, gotta be, changed the comedy game forever, represents New York all the way, any way you shape it, and Jerry Seinfeld's a New York guy, he'll be the first to tell you, one of the best to ever do it, I I, I would find it, you know, some of these with the top five, it, it leads room for a lot of debate, which is understandable, I don't think he could debate the Jerry Seinfeld one. That's, the only thing he could debate is if he's not a number one. What can be debated is going to be my number one. It's a no-brainer for me. Maybe not for everybody at the number one hole. But here we go. The number one person representing the great state and city of New York and New York City. The New York Yankees. The captain. The shortstop. Number two himself. Derek Jeter. This guy, I, I'm telling you, I idolized this guy for years. He was the staple of New York Yankee baseball. All this guy did is win and win and win. And he did it the right way. Do you know? How hard it is to be the shortstop of the New York Yankees year of the New York Yankees for as many years as Derek Jeter was and not really have any controversy whatsoever with that media. Derek Jeter should write a book for all athletes on how to handle the media. He had the New York media wrapped around his fingers. And what did he do? He gave the most boring press conferences of all time. Derek Jeter made it damn sure that you were not going to get a single story out of him unless it was whether or not the Yankees won that night. He gave you no extracurriculars, nothing outside the stadium, nothing, nothing. The only story that's ever come out about Derek Jeter is that he used to have sex with girls in his New York City apartment and send them home with a gift basket in a limousine. Does that really upset anybody? Rather than just kick him to the curb, have him, you know, get grab a taxi. No, you know what Derek Jeter did? Here's a gift basket on your way out. Thanks for the sex. And I'm going to send you home in a, liv- in a limo the way any classy gentleman would do. How about it? Any classy gentleman with Derek Jeter's statue and, and Derek Jeter's money, that is. But you know where I'm going with that, do you not, Grace? Derek Jeter in the one hole, he should write a book on how to control sports media. Folks, that does it here. Episode 82 of the Brilliantly Dumb Show. Hope you had a good time. I know I sure as hell did. That's Grace Ibrahim behind the glass on the ones and twos. I'm Big Game Bob. Saturday, that's this Saturday, me, Forrest Galante, Rob Lowe, Joey Coldcuts are going to be trying out electronic surfboards that will be posted on the YouTube. 
wild content to follow. I, I just think it's going to be so outrageous. I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. Vlogs, we continue to pump out on the YouTube, The Brantley Dumb Show. Please be sure to subscribe, like, support the movement here, folks. Last bit here, www.brilliantlydumb.com. We just rolled out a brand new set of merch, okay? Let's keep the train chugging right along. I will see you episode 83 on Tuesday. Folks, you take care now.